You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Two. Jim lit a cigarette and blew out the match. I'm sorry, tell me again what was stolen? Because from here it sounded like you said it was a piece of bread? Inspector Roger Charles looked at him over his coffee cup. Since the fire in the cartoon art museum last year, the always slightly heavy-set policeman had been on a crash diet, lost considerable weight, and was looking much better than he used to. He now took his coffee black. That's right. Bread. Petrified bread, to be more exact. Why would someone steal bread? Andrew said from his seat on the couch. After the Tempest business office had been destroyed by the Soul Eater, Tempest investigations had moved into Jim's private house. A few weeks of construction, painting, general cleaning, and reorganizing had now turned one of the rooms on the ground floor into a lobby and the other into the combined office and client reception room. Jim had his desk here, while Andrew preferred having his in a small broom-closet-sized room by the stairs. Mercedes kept her desk in the lobby, greeting clients before they were let inside. Feline, the newest member of the team, usually sat on a couch somewhere where a ray of sun could hit her. She barely ever used a computer, so she didn't need a desk of her own. Usually she appropriated someone else's if she needed to use it. Right now she sat next to Andrew on the couch, listening with one ear to the conversation while playing a game on her cell phone. It hadn't taken Mercedes long to get the transformed cat hooked on Candy Crush. It's not just any kind of bread, Charles said. It's petrified Eucharist, taken from an excavation in Israel. It was all known from the National Museum of Jerusalem. Technically, I doubt you could petrify bread in 2,000 years, Andrew smiled. It takes a lot longer to whatever. It was hard as stone, no matter how you put it. Charles gestured as if that detail didn't matter. Petrified was the word the museum guys use, so that's what I'm going with. But we're back to the question of why someone would steal something that's decidedly more than day-old bread. Jim exhaled smoke. Does the museum itself have any theories? Charles reached into his briefcase and produced a folder. Mercedes, who had been sitting in another of the lounge chairs, leaned forward and took it. This robbery is the latest in a series of robberies against religious institutions, schools, and museums. Artifacts have been vanishing left and right big important ones, and small unknown ones. The funny thing is that there's always ample security on the items. They're locked away in closed rooms or under guard, but we've never had an eyewitness. 
until now. He pointed to one of the papers in the folder. Raul Hernandez, age 62, night watchman, claims he saw a woman in a black costume like in The Avengers grab the bread and then vanish into thin air. That does sound like something from The Avengers, Andrew said. The guy's shaken up badly. Apparently, she used his own stun gun against him without her actually touching it. Are you saying she shot him with it without pressing the trigger? Jim asked. No, I'm saying she apparently waved her hand and turned the stun gun needles around on him. I dismiss all of this as a crackpot story to get attention. If Raul wasn't a member of my church, he's as honest as they come. He wouldn't make up something like this. So instead I thought of you. He nodded to Jim. You've dealt with supernatural stuff before. Hell, that's your whole deal. This isn't a high-priority case for the department, especially because if it's linked to all these other thefts, we'd be handing it over to Interpol anyway. They'd have first jurisdiction since the first thefts were in Europe. What exactly was stolen? asked Mercedes. There's a list in here. Some of the things I never heard of, and I consider myself a good Catholic. But one of them, and you have to remember that this is confidential information I'm giving you here, is the Shroud of Turin. Someone stole the Shroud of Turin? Mercedes said with wide eyes. Why hasn't that been on the news? She remembered seeing pictures of the Shroud in books when she was a child. The negative imprint of a man who, to some people, was Jesus Christ, and printed almost three-dimensionally into the white fabric. Because the church has decided to keep it quiet. It's not displayed at the moment anyway, so it wasn't hard to cover it up. But now, you see the scope of this. Andrew took the list and ran his eyes over it. If I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm stepping on anyone's religious toes here, but isn't all of this stuff connected with Christian resurrection? The Shroud of Turin, Eucharist, Pieces of the Holy Cross, the Codex Sinaiticus Manuscript? You're right. That does sound like it's all somehow connected to the resurrection. And I was an altar boy once, so I know my stuff. Jim craned his neck to watch over Andrew's shoulder. What's the Codex Sina something? Feline asked. It's one of the original manuscripts for what is now called Revelations, Charles said. It's been on display in the British Library. I guess they put a copy up on display now. But why would this chick steal stuff about the resurrection of Christ? Mercedes asked. Is she just some rabid collector into religious stuff? Maybe. But if she's some kind of supernatural person, her motives might be supernatural too. Which is where you guys come in. Charles said. But we can't just go to Europe and hunt for this thief, though, Jim said. As much as I'd love to help you, Roger, private investigator licenses aren't valid over there. We're not cops. I didn't say you had to go to Europe. Charles pulled the last piece of paper from the back of the folder. I had a talk with a guy from Interpol. Says there's been a fairly established pattern to this thief's movements. She, if it is a she stays in one area, picks up several items in a few days, and then moves on. So? So she's probably not done in San Francisco yet, especially since this little item is just up her alley. He 
He pointed to the paper. Jim, Andrew, and Mercedes leaned in to see. Bay Area Museum presents The Valencia Chalice, October 6th to October 14th. On loan from its historic home in Valencia, Spain, this chalice has for hundreds of years been identified with the cup used at the Last Supper. This legendary religious artifact will be on display for only a week as the chalice makes its way through the United States on the display tour. Tickets will be available from the museum shop. There will be a limit of 200 visitors per hour. The cup used in the Last Supper? Andrew asked. Isn't that what you'd normally call... Mercedes finished his sentence in a whisper. The Holy Grail! Jim laughed out loud. Oh, come on. How would they know that it was the same cup? Who would have been keeping track of that back then? Maybe it's not so much the fact that it's real or not, Andrew said. Maybe it's just a matter of enough people believing it. But I think you're right, Inspector. This sounds like something right up the thief's alley. So I assume you want us to guard it? Guarding it won't be enough if the former instances have been any indication. I need you guys to catch the thief, or better yet, follow her when she leaves and get all the stolen stuff back. I can make sure you get access to the museum and clearance to stay after closing, if you'll take the case. Of course we'll take the case, Jim said. If we can help you out, Roger, we will. When does this... this chalice arrive? Tomorrow. They're going to use a day to set up the exhibition, and then they open the day after. But the moment it arrives here, I hope you'll keep your eyes on it. Sure, but... Jim looked over the list. It doesn't seem like they have issues in the daytime. All the thefts have happened at night, or at least off hours. Whoever she is, she doesn't just grab the items during business hours. So my guess would be that we focus on the off hours. We'll take turns two by two. We'll trip over our own feet if we all have to catch her at the same time. You do it the way you think best, Jim. Charles finished his coffee. It's not exactly a high priority in my department, as I said, but I personally would hate to see the Holy Grail stolen by some second-rate supervillain. Me too, Mercedes said. I'll get some security passes sent over, Charles said as he got to his feet. I hope this goes smoothly, Jim. It almost never does, but thanks. Jim grinned at his friend as he stood to show him out. The three others remained sitting as Jim left the office, looking at each other. The Holy Grail, Mercedes said, her eyes sparkling. Imagine being responsible for the protection of the cup of Christ. I should really tell my mom. She'd be so proud. Maybe you should wait to tell her until we know if we can actually prevent it from getting stolen. Feline said.